Hello and welcome to level 55 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight, and it's good to have you here. This level of Three Extra Lives is going to be a little bit different in the sense that right now, as of recording, it's the Steam Summer Sale, which has been running since June 25th until July 9th. And I wanted to take this opportunity to do a little thing called three games for $3. So what I did in this sale was find games, three of them, with a total amount equaling to $3. No more than that. I went out there, picked three, played them, going to talk about them on this level. I hope that makes sense. If you're listening to this and the summer sale's over, there'll be other sales. Or, you know what? These games are good enough to pick up a full price anyway because they're not actually that expensive. I'm going to stop rambling now and I'm going to get on with the show! (laughs) The first game I picked up was a game called The Room. Now, this cost me a measly 99 pence. And I picked this up because... The synopsis for this game was a mysterious invitation leads to the attic of an abandoned house. In the room is a cast iron safe laced with strange carvings and on top a note from your distant companion. It promises something ancient and astonishing concealed in the iron chamber. You need only find a way in. Now this game is developed by Fireproof Games, released back in July 2014 and it's actually a series of games now that has preceded this original title called The Room. The Room is also out on Android and iOS. It's a point-and-click mystery adventure where you're solving puzzles to progress the story. And you start off with a tutorial with a giant safe which has all sorts of intricate interactions that you can have with it from key slots to small puzzles that when you solve it, it opens up another area perhaps on the item that you're interacting with. You pick up other items in your inventory that you can use various shapes that maybe you have to use later on in the puzzle to progress it. There's also this ongoing narrative where you're being left notes about a certain mysterious element and the research behind that. And it is a little bit bizarre. It kind of reminded me of the game Mist except you're only in one room and you know, you're know you not on an entire island. But there was this slightly bizarreness, this slightly eerie creepiness about it. But the puzzles in this game are really, really fun, really, really engaging and interesting to solve. You also pick up this eyepiece very early on in the game, which allows you to see certain things in the room that you wouldn't be able to see with the naked eye. And that helps you solve certain puzzles as well. And I played through this in about three hours very entertaining to the fact that I wasn't feeling really burnt out doing so many puzzles. I know some games can really have you scratching your head and at times I got a little bit stuck. I didn't know where to go next because you unlock the vault and then out of the vault comes another box and then when you solve that box it kind of spirals on from there. I don't want to spoil it too much because it's pretty incredible how the puzzles continue to unfold as you unlock the secrets of the room and the vault and what leads on from that as well. But the good thing about this game as well is that there is a hint system which sometimes with hint systems it can really be super obvious or it can just be so obscure that it doesn't actually help. I had to use the hint system in this game maybe twice to help me out of a little stalemate that I was having and it was just a gentle enough nudge to keep me on the path 
of being able to solve these puzzles and continue playing through it. And I have to say that it was just a joy to, to sit down and play this for three hours. I did do it on stream and I did have a little bit of help along the way, but I've got the next two installments of this game in my Steam basket. I'm gonna be checking that out. I love just the, the puzzles and, and solving them and, and how good that made you feel and just being able to, you know, slide little drawers open, pull out a key, find out where that key goes, open that lock and you have to really examine the entire area that you're dealing with and it really works well for the point and click space and I can see why this definitely transitioned into like a mobile title as well and how that works over on those devices and interestingly enough a title that came out in 2020 this year is The Room VR, A Dark Matter. So they've also bridged out now into virtual reality titles within this franchise, which I think is really cool. And I'm very interested, again, from not just a puzzle perspective, but also the narrative that's ongoing in this game seems quite interesting. It's very strange, very bizarre. You're being left notes from somebody who signs off as AS and it descends a little bit into I'm not going to say madness, but very bizarre strangeness as you progress through this. And I definitely would love to know how that continues on. So yes, The Room picked it up in the Steam Summer Sale for 99p. Well worth your time. Go check it out if you dare. It's trivia time. So I was talking about The Room. And well, this is a bit of a stretch, but you know, in the game Pac-Man, you're kind of in one room full of ghosts. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, what color do the ghost enemies turn to once Pac-Man eats a power pellet? The correct answer is blue. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. Next up on three extra lives, let me tell you about Kingdom Classic. Now this was actually a game I had in my Steam library already and currently it is on sale on Steam. Those words are getting really hard to say together. For a mere 39p, 39 of your pence can pick up this game which is developed by Noio Licorice and published by Raw Fury. Now I have to say, I picked up this game a couple of years ago and I played it for probably half an hour and didn't really understand what I was doing. However, sometimes I revisit games and, and sometimes they just click with you. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's just being in the right mood or the right mindset for a certain game. Anyway, Kingdom is a 2D side scroller strategy resource management hybrid and it's very minimalistic in its approach, but I have to say the pixel art in this game is absolutely stunning and the atmosphere that is generated as you're traversing this 2D landscape is quite incredible considering how simple and actually how small it really is in terms of vastness. You'll start out with this game as a queen on a horse and you'll have a few gold coins. And one thing I did notice with this game is it doesn't really tell you what to do. There's no tutorial. You're just kind of thrust in there. And that's probably why when I first played it, I was a little disjointed from what I actually had to do. And as I played it, and as I took my pouch of gold coins 
and I ran across this 2D landscape. I came across camps of, I'm going to say, peasants or lesser unfortunate people who don't have anything to their name. You give them a coin, suddenly they're dressed a little bit better and they start to head off to the center of this 2D field which acts as your encampment, your base and they go there and from there you can actually start investing in a workbench or archers to defend your very insignificant settlement that it starts off as and as you create archers they go off into the wildlife and hunt which generates you more coins that you can collect from them every day you generate some coins as well that you can use then to spend going out and recruiting more people to join your cause and then you also have to spend money to create the equipment for the bows for the the hammers which are used to then create defenses because then at night these strange creatures from a portal at the far side of each end of this 2d map attack your settlement i have to say they don't attack every night some nights you might get away with it and i don't actually know if that's on some sort of schedule but i did notice some nights i didn't get invaded but when you do get invaded, you better hope you've got your defenses shored up enough to repel them. Because if you don't, if they break through the defenses, they're going to rob your citizens of their gold. They're going to steal your equipment. They're going to destroy your fortifications. And that's going to set you back. That's going to cost you more coins the next day to try and repair that. And at the same time, you're trying to advance your settlement as well. Because if you just spend every night repairing the losses as this enemy grows stronger, and it sends more waves of creatures your way every night. You need to have better defenses to deal with that. And the days roll in about every five minutes or so, and it gives you time to prepare your defenses. And the first kind of playthrough I had, I got quite far. I got to almost day 15 before I succumbed to these strange, strange creatures that obliterated me. And once they do, they steal your crown and you're presented with the message that no crown, no queen, and then a new heir starts off. You start the game again, you're a new king or queen actually, and you begin the process of rebuilding and setting up these defenses and trying to develop your settlement enough that you can eventually eliminate the threat, which I haven't managed to do yet, but I find it quite a very therapeutic game that you can just sit and play and as the sunsets and the moon rises or dawn breaks the calmness of the music and there's a real simplistic nature to this game but at the same time it's not simplistic enough that you can just sit there mindlessly trying to think about what's best to invest but again it's not too brain taxing it's just a nice balance of investing your gold coins and building up your settlement but you're not going to need spreadsheets you know to work this out and there's a few mysteries in these lands as well. There's statues that you can restore, which I think gives you some sort of benefit, some sort of buff. But again, this game doesn't really explain too much. And I think that's what I kind of liked about it. There wasn't vast explanations of what putting gold into certain things did or actually how to even acquire more gold. It was just that exploration and that figuring it out. And because it is, again, quite a simplistic game, that actually didn't feel unreasonable to do that as well but I can understand going into this first time without any sort of explanation it's going to be a little strange but I think it's worth checking out you can pick this one up when it's on sale on Steam 
39p. I mean, you can't really argue for that. And I definitely think you should go start building your kingdom today. It's trivia time. So I was talking about kingdom, talking about building your empire. And that led me to this question. Age of Empires is a series of historical real-time strategy video games originally developed by Ensemble Studios. But what year did the first game in the series release? Was it 1992, 1995, or 1997? The correct answer is 1997. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, a game I picked up in the Steam Summer Sale for 2020 was a game called Her Story. Now this released back in 2015. It's developed by Sam Barlow. The synopsis for this game is quite interesting. A woman is interviewed seven times by the police, search the video database and explore hundreds of authentic clips to discover her story in this groundbreaking and award-winning narrative. Now this game I have had my eye on for quite some time and I can't believe it's been out for five years already as I sit here and record this but her story it is created by Sam Barlow like I said and he created Silent Hill Shattered Memories and this is a crime fiction game there's a non-linear storyline it basically revolves around a police database and video footage an archive that you can fully search through with word terms and it stars Viva Surfit, who is an actress and one half of the band Joe Gideon and the Shark. So you'll go into this game and you're not really sure what you have to do again. There's not really a tutorial here either, just that you've been given guest access to this police computer. The year is 1999 and you're searching this footage which took place in 1994. Now a woman is being interviewed, her husband has gone missing. That's the start of the story there. I don't want to give away anything about what happens in this game because it is a real discovery as you start searching through these clips and start piecing together what potentially has happened to the husband, the whole story behind why that might have happened, figuring out who this woman is and learning her story as well. I mean, the title of the game is right there, her story. It's all there. I have to say, I was pretty surprised with this game, and I would say it's more of a visual novel experience in a way. If you're going into this thinking that you're going to need some mad skills on the controller to, you know, react to things, it's not that type of game. It's a game where you're digesting a story, digesting a narrative in a way that you wouldn't do normally, because as you're searching through these video clips, you're not getting them in chronological order. There's ways to do that not going to tell you how, but you're searching terms which then brings up videos which you watch. You can then categorize those videos if you want for future reference. And as you're exploring these videos, you start to piece together bits of what is the mystery of why the husband disappeared, where the husband is, what has actually happened. You might have your suspicions early on of what search terms you're going to look for. I think everyone who plays this game is probably going to have a different approach to how they do it. You go in feeling like a detective, like you need to work out what's happened. 
And I'm not saying by the end, that's how you'll feel still, but you might not. You might have different emotions, different perspectives on the entire story. I played it for four hours across two sessions and it definitely left me thinking about it when I was done. I was replaying some of the moments in my head and you know, still trying to piece together parts of that story, potentially filling in some of the blanks that the videos don't represent, but there's enough information there in the game when you uncover it all, because there is a lot of video clips. There's over 200 to search through, and some of them might be totally irrelevant. Some of them might just be the woman asking for a cup of coffee or something very insignificant, but then there's more detailed clips that are over a minute long that you're really enthralled listening to, that you're just taking this all in. And I have to say that I felt really engrossed in this entire game, that the acting in this game, I just couldn't get enough of, of listening to the clips and digesting the story in this way. And it felt so believable, it felt so real, it felt so authentic. And I have to congratulate that side of the game because I really felt at all times that I was there, I was searching these videos and I was watching real footage of a police interview. Now this game isn't going to be for everyone, but I think it's worth checking out. And like I say, picked up for a mere 71 pence in this Steam Summer Sale. That completes my three games for $3. It's probably not even $3, you know, it's probably less than that. But there's great experiences out there that you can enjoy for very little investment that can take up a couple hours of your time. It's like renting a movie almost, but it costs way less. And you know what? You can always go back to that as well if you want to. So go check out the games I've mentioned. Go check out Her Story by Sam Barlow. There's another game by Sam Barlow as well called Telling Lies, which I think I'm gonna be checking out after playing Her Story. It's, it's definitely kind of my thing. I enjoyed it to continue that sort of style. But again, it's not gonna be for everyone, but you've got nothing really to lose by checking this one out on sale. 71p, what a bargain. That is her story, Sam Barlow. I highly recommend it. It's trivia time. So I was talking about her story, which features a female protagonist. That led me to this question. Name the main female protagonist from the Telltale Walking Dead series. Is it Apple, Clementine, or Pear? The correct answer is Clementine. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of another level of Three Extra Lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Three Extra Lives. I love to hear how you're doing on the trivia. Yes, even if you got zero, even if you've never got Three Extra Lives on a level, because I know there's some of you out there who haven't, but there's nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing at all. Like always, you can email the show, podcast at threeextralives.com got any feedback, got any recommendations, got any feel-good video game stories that you want to share with me that I can share on here, please feel free to do that over at podcast at 3 And as always, you can find the show notes for this level over at 3 Everything I've mentioned, links to all the games, all the goodness, so you don't have to go searching. It'll be right there for you. And here we are at the end. It is all done. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. And I'll see you all in level 56.